Hello and welcome back to this latest episode of the Magical Kingdom of Wall. As always, I'm your host Paul, and it's sadly with a bit of bit of bad news. I'm going to start off. It's nothing overly bad, but um, I was discussing this with Lisa, and it's kind of we kind of decided that finding the time to record these podcasts was fairly difficult. We've got a four-year-old little boy who is just about to start school and is going to have activities and, and just finding the time to sit down and record these podcasts. Um, it, it's a little bit difficult to find those those right times. We only have a few hours in the evening at home. Weekends are done dealing with all the usual stuff that you have at home. Um, so we've, we've kind of decided that, that Lisa's no longer going to be taking part in the podcast. She might pop up here and there like she did with the the um, Disneyland Paris review that we did a, a couple of months ago um, but she's not going to be on the show on a regular basis she's still going to be taking charge of the website uh, a lot of the social media stuff is is still going to be her and she's still going to be looking at all the merchandise and and stuff that comes comes with Disney a lot of the the fashion stuff and she's been posting recently she posted some Marvel related makeup and stuff like that and she's still gonna she's still gonna be heavily involved we're both get, we're both kind of taking on what our strengths are obviously I've been podcasting for for a couple of years now so this is really my strength so from now on it, it is just going to be me on these podcasts so if you're bored of my voice then maybe it's time to stop listening it's going to be a mix and match of stuff that I do on these these podcasts obviously last month I did the the Disneyland history podcast which I really enjoyed doing but it's going to be different things. Some of it will cross over with Diz After Dark. We might touch on it on Diz After Dark and I might go into my feelings a bit more on this. And I think that's what this podcast, this this episode is going to be about. It's kind of touching on some stuff that maybe we would talk about on Diz After Dark, but kind of looking at my feelings towards certain things. And But there will be history episodes. There'll be Run Disney episodes. I'm going to talk a, bit, a little bit about Run Disney later on in the episode. And, and just things like that. It's, so it's going to be, I've come to terms with it as, and I'm going to title the episode this, uh, The Ramblings of a Disney Madman. Um, and I've kind of taken inspiration from, from someone else that I listened to, um, Bart Scott over on his Is a Steel podcast, um, and also obviously appears on BLT over at um, Grum Studios. And he kind of just looks at the, kind of his feelings towards Disney stuff, Sometimes he'll talk about other stuff as well. That's not just Disney, but I think his his main focus is obviously with Disney. So, so that's that's where I'm coming from now with this podcast. So I think it is going to kind of stick to that, the ramblings of a Disney madman, um, from now on. So hopefully I can give you something different. Um, I've enjoyed the the what the last probably six months, six six to nine months we've been doing this podcast and. And it has at times been just me anyway. So hopefully you'll, you'll carry on listening and you're not just listening for Lisa's voice, obviously. Some of you will know me, as I said, Diz After Dark, Universal After Dark, Strike. Um, so we've I've been around. It's not like my voice is, is new to people, so fingers crossed that you're going to enjoy what I do. So, so yeah, so moving on to to what we're we're going to talk about at the moment the first thing that that comes to mind and this is it's actually something that is close quite close to my heart um over at hollywood studios and that's obviously one man's dream um 
you may have heard that um, One Man's Dream is no longer going to be called that. It's now going to be called Walt Disney Presents. Um, and that rebranding actually starts late this week, um, at the, the back end of this week. And it's it's going to be very similar, I think, in terms of what you saw about Walt Disney in that, in that museum. Um, over the years, they've added stuff and taken stuff away, and it, it had become kind of barren. Uh, things have been taken away. Obviously, his the recreation of his office was taken out, and that's now been moved to Burbank, to the studios, uh, which was a huge shame. Um, you've obviously got some of the old cameras and stuff like that in there. And it just it kind of sparks that imagination as to what Walt was uh, and what he did for the industry and all sorts of things, and just where the company is because of what he did. So, it, obviously, you've got the film at the end as well, which doesn't get shown that often anymore. That, that became kind of a, a preview centre for, for future films. We've seen previews for Ant-Man. I know Moana was in there for a while. And all sorts of the Disney, the Disney bubble. I wouldn't even say it's just Disney films, obviously, as I said, Ant-Man. I think there was Guardians of the Galaxy one in there. Don't think they did anything with Star Wars because obviously they've got the Star Wars launch bay, which is more or less, I think it's even in the same building. I think they back onto each other. So I don't think Star Wars has touched it yet. But with this new rebranding, we're also going to see the addition of future builds for the parks. So like the, the model that we saw at D23 Expo of Star Wars Land, I believe some of that's going in there. Um, They've got, they've always had models, but it's kind of never been the up-to-date ones. It's kind of been ones from from when Walt was building things. So like Epcot, um, there was one of those in there. I know there was a model of the Magic Kingdom in there. I believe there's a model of the Tower of Terror in there as well. So that's been all revamped for this reopening. So that's good. They're keeping the... Um, the meet and greets in there. I believe at the moment it's Star-Lord and Baby Groot. They're staying in there. I would imagine it's going to change um, on a regular basis, kind of like what they did in the animation building. So fingers crossed that that, that sticks around. And I'm really looking forward to seeing whether they can improve this or whether they, they're keeping the bulk of it the same. I can't imagine it's going to be um, an easy turnaround um, if they were improving everything. So the fact that it's opening this week and doesn't really seem to have been a lot taken out of it I would imagine it's going to stick to the same kind of thing and just as I said just putting these these new build uh, models in there so I'm looking forward to seeing it as I said it, it means quite a lot to me I've, I've mentioned at times that the Hollywood Studios was actually the first park I ever went in um, I don't know where that park stands at the moment I've, I've not been out for for three years but Hopefully the work that they are doing um, is going to help it. So we we will see. Obviously Star Wars Land or Galaxy's Edge or whatever it's called is going to be huge for that park. We've got Toy Story Land coming next year. But part of this whole build is I'm going to move on to the next, next thing and another thing that kind of holds quite dear to me um, and... And it's not even so much the ride, it was the, the area that the, the attraction's in. And that's um, Muppet Vision 3D. That whole area, as always, it was one of those things that stood out. That, that, that fountain outside, 
um, was one of those things that I always remembered from my first visit. So, and it's always been known to us in in our household as the statue of Piggerty, um, because obviously Miss Piggy is, in all sense and purposes, the Statue of Liberty standing there, um, and obviously in the last probably year. Um, that statue has become something very different. It used to be a fountain, um, but currently due to the the work on the Grand Avenue and Star Wars Land, that fountain had to be turned off due to, to rerouting the the water and, and stuff like that. But we have been told that it's now going to return to its former glory. And what that means for me is that Muppets isn't going anywhere. There was so many rumours that Muppets would were done in the part well certainly in that sense that they have their own attraction i know we've seen new shows in magic kingdom and in epcot um starring muppets characters but this to me seems like it's it's no longer on the board that it's going i know they're doing as i said they're building or revamping what is now going to become grand avenue um and where muppets is going to be renamed to to the grand park i believe um, but from what I can see, they've not done a huge amount to, to the Grand Avenue, which was formerly the Streets of America. So this is just, it's just kind of, not even random, it just seems like they just, they just wanted to make it a little bit more straightforward, so it's not kind of little bits here and there. I'm hoping now with the Muppets staying and... Um, Grand Avenue not being a huge change to what Streets of America was I'm hoping we see the return of Osborne Christmas Lights in the next couple of years that's, that's the one thing that I will always remember from my first trip and also my first run um, at Walt Disney World was those lights there was just something I'd never seen that Christmas lights yeah you see them everywhere but in that denser nature I've never never seen anything, and I don't think I ever will see anything quite as spectacular, to, to quote the, the name of the, the Osborne family's spectacular lights of Christmas, or however they put it. I'm really hoping this, this cha- kind of non-plus change at, at that end of the park in front of Star Wars Land will kind of lend itself back to, to how Hollywood Studios used to feel, I know there's been a lot of rumours recently, there's been questionnaires sent out about a name change to the park. Yeah, in, in some ways, you can see that the, the studio's part of the park probably needs to go. But in sense of of the feel of the park, I still don't see it changing that much. It still feels like the same park to me. I know it's a shortened park, but they're still looking at, I think, the production side of things being immersed in those films rather than kind of going through them you're actually in those films now like with Star Wars Land I think that's going to make you feel like you're in a Star Wars film Toy Story the expansion of Toy Story Land I know how detailed that could be considering how detailed the Paris one is um, it's not it's not my favourite land at uh, the Walt Disney Studios in, in Paris but it's so very detailed. I, I stood taking photos in that land for, for a good hour just because of all the little details, like the, the tumbling monkeys uh, across the, across, above you. 
and and things like that. It's just very detailed, and I think this one in in Orlando is probably going to be even more detailed. Some of the rides, yeah, we've we've got a Slinky Dog in Paris, but it's not the same ride. And I just think this this land is going to immerse you to make you feel like you're actually in Toy Story. So hopefully, fingers crossed that uh, that studio's park becomes what it should be with the, with these new additions, and and they bring some back bring back some of the old things that we we love. So fingers crossed. So. Moving on from Hollywood Studios, obviously I've I've told you that that's one of my favourite parks. I'm always going to love it. So, but we're going to move on to to Animal Kingdom now, and a couple of things. The the first thing is this is just a little thing and something quite personal to me is that um, they've started doing the uh, Mickey ear embroidery in the Discovery Trading Company. Now, this is something that in Paris is very hard to find. In fact, finding ears, Mickey ears, is very hard to find as well. So to have it being introduced to another park in the in uh, Walt Disney World, that's great for me. And I'm I'm really hoping this expands into all the parks now. We we talked about on Dis After Dark, which we recorded just yesterday, um, about how it looks like the Walt Disney Company are starting to push their influence onto onto the the, the Paris parks talking about the, the food and wine festival that's just about to start, the the Christmas projections and the Star Wars projections on Tower of Terror. That's very similar to stuff that they've been doing in the US parks. Some of it not for long, some of it for a long time. And hopefully that's the, the influence of the, the company now pushing its way into the into the French parks. So that's nice to see that that's, that's kind of being expanded in the US parks as well, and hopefully we'll see that in Paris. Now, the big thing for for Animal Kingdom, and I, I'm I'm weighing up whether it's worth it or or not. But they've um, they're going to do a VIP tour in Animal Kingdom. So for two hundred and forty nine dollars plus tax, I'm not sure whether what they're giving you is is worth it or whether it isn't. So what you get, you get expedited fast pass plus access to the Navi River Journey, uh, Flight of Passage, Expedition Everest. Kilimanjaro Safaris, Dinosaur, Rivers of Light. Plus you get a limited edition lanyard to go with your pass. So that's that's something I'm kind of a collector of lanyards for some bizarre reason. I like to have a new one every so often. When I can't go to the States, I always pick up a new one. Normally from Universal, I have to be honest. But you also get snacks now, there was no explanation as to what snacks you get, and you also get a speciality beverage, which I'm assuming is going to be one of the ones that you can now get in Pandora. So, Pongo Pongo juice or, or something like that. Now, I can't weigh up whether having those extra fast passes is worth the $249 or not. I wouldn't say having the snacks and drinks make a huge amount of difference to me I could go and buy them for a lot cheaper than that I, I would assume for a lot of people having those extra fast passes would make a huge amount of difference we've we've discussed it over on Des After Dark about these upcharge events like dessert parties and, and things like that and booking your dining dining packages to include fast pass for fireworks and some of the shows like Fantasmic like Rivers of Light I'm not sure whether this is actually worth it or not, 
it's probably not something I would do. I don't think I would need, certainly with a, a smaller child, I don't think I would need fast passes for all of those rides. A lot of them I could possibly be getting on by myself. It's chilling out $750, which it's, it might be a little bit less with, with Sam. I don't think I'd be shelling out that much for the three of us, I have to be honest. And it's not something I would particularly want to do by myself either. So some people out there, it might be worth it. Solo travellers, it could be worth it for them. But but for me, I don't think it, it's going to be for me. I have to be honest, it's, it's nice to have that option there, but probably not for me. So that was that was the last real park things I had to talk about. But I wanted to, to bring up uh, some Run Disney. I know I talk about it a lot. There's going to be some videos coming up uh, on our YouTube channel in the next couple of weeks. I'm two and a half weeks out from the Bibbity Bobbity Challenge at Disneyland Paris. So looking forward to that. My training's coming to its end. I've got my last long run this weekend, 14-miler training run. But I wanted to talk about, after the last weekend, they had the Disneyland Half Marathon weekend out at Disneyland, obviously, that was that was themed to Pixar. I want to give a big shout-out to some friends over at, at Joyful Miles over on YouTube and their podcast and on Facebook. Go and check them out. Big shout-out to, to Jackie and Lara. They... They seem to have an absolute ball out there this time, despite the temperatures being at about 80 degrees at 6 o'clock in the morning. They they still had an absolute blast from what I could see. And it's kind of brought to the, the forefront. I've run at Walt Disney World and at Disneyland Paris. I've yet to run at Disneyland. Now, we've got one more race out there this year. We've got the, the Superhero Half Marathon Weekend or, or the Avengers Weekend, depending on, on how long you followed Ron Disney, but uh, the name change was made due to the licensing deal that Disney have got with with Universal. But that's the only one that has any details attached to it. Star Wars weekend in January has a date. People were allowed to pre-register the people that had done the race last year, but they haven't opened registration for everybody else. On top of that, we have no announcements for any more races at Disneyland next year. And obviously, it was my goal to actually run out at Disneyland at some point. Now, it looks like Disney are having some major issues with the Anaheim government. And it's it's looking, at the moment, like it possibly Run Disney is coming to an end at, at Disneyland. It will be an absolute disaster if that happens for me. Running through the original park where Walt was was something I think a lot of people would love to do. Running, running down Main Street, walk, running past his his apartment above the fire station, and looking at the the candle that burns in the window, or the the light that's lit there. Um, it's obviously it's not a out and out candle. It's a it's a light that makes it look like a candelabra up there, which is left on for for Walt in memory of Walt. And for me, it would absolutely break my heart if I can't get out there at some point and run through those parks. Yes, it's wonderful running at Walt Disney World and, and Disneyland Paris, but it isn't that original park. And I, I'll always hold a, 
hold a place in that park. I went went to that park for the first time on my honeymoon with Lisa, and we went back the following year. So those two parks are always there's something different about them. Whatever people say, yes, Walt Disney World has got more to do, is bigger, but there's just something about the love and detail that was put into those, certainly into Disneyland and and California Adventures, slowly getting there. And one day I'm sure it will get there and and be on on a par with everything else. You just have to look at things like Cars Land, etc. that you can see that they're slowly getting there and obviously the the Marvel stuff that's going into that park and and the change of Paradise Pier to Pixar Pier. The, The work is being put in now. So... I'm really hopeful that, that that Disney can do something with Anaheim. Even if the the half marathons get cut down and it ends up they only do five and ten k's and stuff like that. I know it's it's difficult. A lot of the runs are held outside the parks on Anaheim property. At some point, I'm sure a deal can be done, and and fingers crossed that that comes comes soon, because I don't want I don't even want to see a break in these races, I think that would do a heck of a lot of damage to, to the amount of people that do those races. So that that was just my two penneth worth on, on Ron Disney at the moment and and hopefully I will get out there and, and do something in those parks once all the deals are agreed. So that that's me for, for this week. Hopefully you've enjoyed my ramblings. It won't as I said it won't always be me just rambling about current affairs in Disney parks I'll talk about some history at some point I'm hoping I'm going to be able to get these episodes out every couple of weeks so it's not going to be just once every month now I'm going to I'm recording these in my lunch breaks so it's quite easy for me to do I just go and sit outside I'm currently sitting in the the wet British weather so fingers crossed I can get these out more often I hope you guys enjoy what I'm doing Remember to go and visit our website at magical-kingdoms.com. Go and follow us on Instagram. There's going to be more pictures of me from from Disneyland Paris in a couple of weeks. We're still posting things on there. As I said, Lisa's still posting stuff over on the the website. That's her forte. Um, There's going to be videos coming up on YouTube from Paris. We're going to start doing some unboxing videos over on YouTube as well. So go and find us on all the, the usual channels. Follow us on Facebook as well, on Twitter. I hope you enjoyed the show. Leave me, leave us a review. That would help us massively to get out to a bigger audience. We love our, our audience. We want to grow it and be able to do more for you guys. So on that note, thank you for listening and keep on dreaming.